couple of months ago, uh, not a couple of months, I guess about a month ago, uh, Justin came to me and uh, he said, Grover, he said, um, I'm going to be on vacation and this uh, date. And he said, I think it would be good uh, for you to give uh, kind of your testimony. Well, um, I guess he just didn't think I was enthusiastic about that. But anyway, so a couple of days later, he said, oh, by the way, remember, I think it'd be great for you to do your testimony on this day. So I kind of took the hint that that's what he wanted me to do today. But um, so I'll try to follow through with that. I'm going to ask you to stand uh, for the reading of God's word from Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 and following. Hear these words. As Jesus walked along the Galilean Sea, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, throwing fishing nets into the sea because they were fishermen. Come, follow me, he said, and I'll show you how to fish for people. And right away they left their nets and followed him. Continuing on, he saw another set of brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. And they were, they were fishing. And they left their uh, nets. And they followed Jesus. And uh, uh, they listened to him. And Jesus called them. And immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Sometimes when we think of a testimony, we think of someone maybe going to a court hearing and testifying about something that uh, they have seen or heard uh, for a jury or judge to hear about and respond. Um, well, then there's also a testifying, and, um, and there's a faith-based testimony, and I want us to talk about that. I've entitled my sermon this morning, my talk, on that everybody, everybody has a story. Everyone in this room has a story. As followers of Christ, what you are doing is important uh, to God. And your story is just as important as my story or the person next to you. And you need to remember that. One of the things about the scripture that was read today, that Jesus did not say, hey, all of you just come. He didn't say that. But what he did say, he called them by name, each one. And that's how he calls us today. He calls us by our name. He knows what our gifts and abilities are. And, and how we respond to that is so important. So for the next few moments, I want to share with you a little bit about my faith journey. And um, it actually started when I was around 11 years old. Um, one evening, um, uh, there was a conviction on my heart, um, the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Uh, first, I didn't really know what it was. It was a conviction of my sins, my failures, and, but accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I hurriedly went to uh, my parents who had been very active in the church and was sharing with them that experience in that room, and they knew exactly what had happened. We followed up with talking to one of the ministers at our church, and our faith, my faith journey really started then. I remember um, when I was growing up in a subdivision, it just so happens, I don't know why, but um, when pets uh, of neighbors would die, a dog, a cat, or whatever, uh, for some reason, they, they would come to me, and for, they would ask me to do a little service at that point. 
Well, I was really young, and I really didn't know what to say, except maybe read some scripture or something like that. I mean, I was really young. And um, so it just seemed like that uh, more and more people were, were their cats, their cats and things were dying, and they'd come to me. Um, but, um, and it's amazing that even today, uh, just the last several months, uh, people have come to me to do uh, a little memorial service uh, and uh, more to give comfort to the family. I, I know that's what we do. But who would have thought uh, that in those moments God um, was shaping me for future in ministry? And as I look back, I can see that he was. Uh, as I was growing up and, uh, and going to church, I went to church at Pendleton Street Baptist Church. I've, some of you who have been here a long time. It used to be a big church down there on Pendleton Street. They destroyed it and made... Uh, t uh, Church sold out, and there's a big condos there now. Uh, but um, in our church, uh, I became very interested in the homebound ministry and visiting people that um, in nursing homes and their homes. And there was one particular uh, person that I really became close to, uh, Mrs. Bradley. Now, I called Mrs. Bradley Mrs. B. I uh, got to know her in a very special, special way. Um, so I was in high school, I was getting ready to go to college, I kept up with her through uh, correspondence, uh, that type of thing, she was not able to write back, and I knew that, but I kept uh, trying to do what I could for her. Uh, a couple of years later, I um, got a phone call from one of the ministers who said that Mrs. Bradley, Mrs. B, had passed away. I want to tell you that I cried like a baby. Uh, because Mrs. B and I had become so close. I cried and I cried. Well, the next day, I got a phone call from one of her family members. And they said, Grover, we want you to do the service. And I thought, oh, uh, here I am so young and you want me to do the service? I was thinking that in my mind. How do I plan it? How do I do a funeral? How, all this stuff. And... Uh, I remember um, uh, saying yes. We worked it out because I was in college and needed to get back. And so we did it uh, on a Monday night, Monday night at 7 o'clock. And um, who would have thought that at that point that God was preparing me in so many ways for the ministry that I do? And that God was working through me even before I knew that. And all of us need to remember that God works through us in ways that we don't even know about sometimes. And then all of a sudden, we say, ah, that's what it was all about. That's how God was working in our lives. And I think that when we uh, sometimes don't realize that what God's doing in our lives he sometimes does it a little bit better because I certainly didn't know what he was doing for me and those particular issues, that, things that I've mentioned. Now, um, when I was uh, Minister of Education and Youth at Augusta Road Baptist Church, uh, today we prayed over the grandson, Robert Green. Uh, one of my parents from the youth there, boy, I'm getting old, I guess. Uh, Debbie taught her daughter, uh, Karen Green, in Sunday school. And we served at Augusta Road for seven years. And it seems like today with praying over Robert uh, was a privilege. And I could not have dreamed of doing it. It's interesting 
how ministry has come full circle. Now, fast forward 24 years. Um, we were at a church in Virginia. Uh, my wife, Debbie, got uh, a call uh, to become the children's minister at First Baptist uh, Church in Greer. And so we moved down here. Oh, I thought it would be easy, uh, easy to find a, um, a church. We had a church on every corner here. And I put my resume out, nothing. So one day, I was looking through the uh, won't ads. You remember the won't ads in the paper, little things like that, okay? Used to be full, they're not anymore. Go online, I guess you can do it. And then all of a sudden, just a small little thing. It said, teacher for the preschool at Buncombe Street. So I said, oh, I would like to do that. At least that would get me back into some type of ministry, some type of church. Well, I want you to know that uh, I, I came and um, all the teachers were females. Of course, they looked at me like, what? You want to work here? And, um, and say, I'm not so sure about this guy. Well, anyway, um, they said, well, cool. And they gave my resume and all that. And uh, they said, well, let's try it. And so for two weeks, um, I worked here. And um, then uh, they put me in the bed babies. Okay. Well, I want to tell you, I had the best time that working in the bed babies ooing and awing, letting them crawl and holding them and feeding them, and I was having the best time. Well, anyway, after two weeks, um, we had a reevaluation, and they said, oh, well, we'd love to have you uh, full time. I said, great. I said, I'm having the greatest time in my life here. So anyway, um, so I started that journey, and then um, I did not know at that time that they were looking for a singles minister here. Uh, Gail Quay, um, who was children's minister then, uh, came to me and said, well, why don't you put your resume in? Uh, and so I said, okay. But uh, coming, you know, from a, a Baptist background, and then I said, oh, this big church here, Methodist, oh, they're not going to, you know. Uh, but I was having the best time in my life, and I can tell you I could still be in the CDC if I didn't have another job. I love it so much. But uh, then... Uh, uh, it wasn't long after that that the uh, senior minister, Bob Stilwell, called me, and he said, well, Grover, we got your resume about it, but we're going to look for something else, uh, somebody else. And I said, that was fine. I was still having a great time. Well, I started in the preschool, the bed babies, and I worked all the way up to preschool five. I think, I think the bed babies and I followed all, us all the way to preschool five. And um, so it went long, too long after that that the... Um, uh, Bob Stilwell called me into his office, and he said, Grover, he said, I want you to know that your resume has surfaced um, again for the singles minister. And um, so I said, okay. But I said, I ah, know nah, it's not going to work. And anyway, so um, as God would have it, uh, they brought in uh, from all over the country, uh, and which was okay with me, uh, I know uh, six um, candidates, flew them in, uh, all this stuff, and um, so I was the last one that, that evening. I started at 8 o'clock. I think we finished about 10.30. I felt really good. Of course, they were asking me a lot of questions back and forth, and uh, I just felt really good about it. I had a good spirit about it. So I got home, and Debbie said, um, well, how did it go? I said, it went great. 
went great. But I said, I'm, I know they're going to be looking at somebody else. I know that. And that did not bother me whatsoever. Well, about 30 minutes later, Bob Stilwell called me. And uh, luckily I was sitting down because he said, Grover, you got it. And um, I, I want you to know at that point, I was so humbled. I was so humbled um, that God could uh, call and use me in this way. And um, I was excited to get back to work the next day because I was getting ready to come in, uh, work in the, on the church staff. And um, so um, I did the singles ministry uh, for a couple of years. And then they asked me, they said, well, we would like for you to uh, be the education uh, person. And I said, yes. I said, I'll be more than happy to do that. I've done a little bit of that in the past. And so I did that for a couple of years. And um, uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, many of you uh, remember uh, late Bob Hall, who Reverend Bob Hall was here. Um, he was the parish minister. And then his eyesight got to where he could not see very well and could not drive and be out. And so uh, SPRC came to me and said, um, uh, Grover, would you like to be the parish minister? Well, just like that, I said yes. I didn't even call Debbie uh, to tell her that they had offered me that. I said yes right off the bat. I was ex so excited um, because uh, that's for me, uh, that's for my calling. Um, and it's because I get to know people. I get to journey with them. And uh, through the good times and through the difficult times, I count it an honor and a privilege from God that God has uh, and continues to use me in that ministry. And I, I want to, I've said this many times to many people, I am having right now the best time in my ministry that I ever have because you, you are wonderful people. You are God's people. And we have a lot going on here. And so it's exciting to wake up every morning and to get going and to come here. Now, I, I need to back up because I, for, I forgot to say this. Uh, when I, I, my parents, uh, I have five brothers and one other sister, and they all survived me because I gave them a hard time. But anyway, um, uh, I told my dad, um, I said, well, um, he said, where are you going to seminary? And I said, well, uh, I want to go to Golden Gate Seminary um, in San Francisco, right out in Mill Valley. And he said, son, I want to ask you one question. How many seminaries are there from Greenville to San Francisco? I said, well, I don't know the number, but there's quite a few, quite a few. But I felt like that that's where God was calling me. Uh, I wanted to go to one of the smallest seminaries that it was, and it was small, about 400 students. Uh, and I wanted to get to know the people. I wanted to get to know the professors. And um, my first year there was fine. had a great time. And then the second year, uh, uh, Debbie came. Uh, I was a student there. And, um, and now after 44 wonderful years of ministry together in marriage, we continued. That's where I, and I said, God, you brought me there for that purpose, for Debbie, and for so many other things. And I am blessed. You see, God works with us in ways that we will never know. But it is us asking God to help.
to help us, to guide us in what he would want us to do and let him work. You have a story. I can see how God has been preparing me all through my life for where I am today in ministry. And as Debbie has said, this is the job, the parish minister I was born to do. It only took me 50 years, but I finally got here. But I am blessed and thankful to be at B Street uh, Church. And two, all of you have a story or a testimony about your journey of faith and your calling to serve God with your God-given gifts and abilities. And folks, you need to look at yourself and ask God, God, what can I do for you? How can I help you build your kingdom here on earth? It may be a small thing. It may be just writing a letter to a homebound person. It may be in a prayer group, a Bible study. It may be uh, connecting with somebody that's a homebound like I did with Miss B and investing your life in that person. It may be the ministries that we have at the church, in our preschool, in our uh, children's, in our youth ministry, our adult ministry. But we have a place for you. But you have to find what God has, the gifts he's given to you. Don't not use them. Don't keep using them. Find them. And God will honor that. And Balkan Street needs you. We need you more now than ever. Jump right in and get going on building the best church in Greenville. Again, through all of this, God has blessed me in so many ways. So many ways. He's been there to sustain me, to strengthen me, and I give him honor and glory for what he has done. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for all the many blessings that you give us. We pray for this church. Lord, we um, humbly ask that you would continue to guide us as individuals to help us to find our gifts, our abilities, and help us to know our story. Father, many of us who gathered here today come with heavy hearts, things that are troubling us, things that weigh us down. And prayer is the greatest outlet of power that we have. And so, Lord, we come now. We'll have these prayer stations for people to come and to pray as you are led. 